My name is Richard Wilson, and welcome to The Forge, the official podcasts of Blacksmith Ministries. Podcasts have played a crucial role in the development of a spiritual life, and I pray these messages will do the same for you. My sincere desire is that these messages will awaken a passion for Jesus inside of you. Today's message is entitled The Emperor's Clothing, and it's about value and significance. I am passionate, passionate about communicating and encouraging other people their value and their significance to God. Back in kindergarten or first grade, and for me, that was many, many moons ago. Like if we were to watch a movie and you're watching Star Wars and as the scroll begins at, at the beginning of the movie, it says, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Well, that would be my experience in kindergarten or first grade. But we read a book by Hans Christian Andersen called The Emperor's Clothes. Does anybody remember that book? That book, to me, is incredible because it communicates a simple truth and it also reveals a lie that's still believed to this day. That book was written in 1830s and is still very powerful today. Within the book, there's two weavers, and they decided to deceive an entire kingdom. They deceived the emperor, and he also deceived his citizens and the deception was this. They told the emperor they're going to make him a unique type of clothing that only he could see. And very few other people could see the clothing that was wearing. And if no one else, which they told him would be the majority of the kingdom, they were unfit for their position or their title or they were simply ignorant and stupid. So he bought into the deception. He actually put on a garment that didn't exist, and he believed he was wearing something that no one else could see, and it made him superior. He found his value. He found his significance not only in the position or title of emperor. He found his value and significance because he was wearing something special. And then as he began to parade himself in front of the kingdom and in front of the, all of the citizens, and he saw the looks of the faces of his citizens, and they were shocked and astonished. He, was, he wasn't wearing anything. But in his mind, he thought they didn't see the clothes, this splendor and the royalty and the majesty of this garment that they had made for him. They couldn't see it. So that communicated to him that they were unfit, undeserving for the position or title that they had, or that they were ignorant and stupid. And so all of these people, they believed the lie too. They thought that their value and significance had diminished because they couldn't see something else someone else was wearing. And it wasn't until the very end of the story where a small child points out, he's not wearing anything at all. But that's still true today. People find their value and their significance in the job that they hold, the position at their company, the title at their church, how much money we make, especially for men, especially for men. We find our significance by our salary or how many dollars we make per hour. And if I'm making $30 an hour, I have a certain level of value. But if I'm making sixteen twenty-five an hour, I'm less than. I've bought into that lie, my friends, not long ago. After graduating ministry school, and I praise the Lord for the revelation of what came through. We, our value, your value, my value, our children's value is not determined by the clothes that we wear. Thank you, Mr. Emperor. It's not 
determined by our job, our position, or our title. Our value, our significance is found in one thing, and that is the amount of money that someone else paid to purchase it. I'll give you a good example. I have a 2008 Honda Accord. It has 150,000 miles, and I have history with that car. History. 150,000 miles. You can imagine how much I've driven it over the last 10 years. I would sell that car for $8,000, but I know that it's not worth $8,000 because someone would not be willing to pay $8,000 for it. I believe the Kelly Blue Book value on it is $6,200. So I go to sell this car for $8,000, but someone only gives me $6,200 and we agree on that price, then that's how much it's worth. It's not worth $8,000. It's only worth $6,200 because that is the price that someone else was willing to, to pay to purchase it. Here's another example. If I wanted to buy a 2020 Mercedes-Benz S-Class sedan, they would go to the dealership and it would run, the sticker price would be $91,000, $92,000. Hopefully you could bargain a little bit and get them down. So you would, the sticker price sells for $91,000, but if I got him down to $86,000, that's how much that car is worth. It's not for sale. The value is not determined by the sell amount, but how much someone else is willing to buy it. Let's look at real estate. I live in Hamilton, Alabama, northwest corner of Ham Alabama, in our great state, Roll Tide. And War Eagle, for all Auburn fans, no hate there. I love Charles Barkley, the great man of sound. If I were to look at a three-bedroom house with one bathroom, a thousand square feet in Hamilton, Alabama, the selling price goes for $44,500. I would imagine they would probably... Sellers of the property would sell the house for about $41,000, $42,000. That's how much that is worth. When we lived in Richmond, Virginia, and we before we moved here five years ago, we sold our four-bedroom house with two-and-a-half bath, two-car attached garage on a third of an acre for $250,000. That's what determined the value, is what someone else was willing to pay. That is the one truth in life about determining value. If it's for a car, if it's for a house. If you look at a car, it's not how fast it goes. It doesn't matter how many miles per gallon that it gets or how long the tires will last. The one thing to determine its value is how much someone else is willing to pay to purchase it. The same thing for a house. It doesn't matter how many memories you have in that house because that house in Chester, Virginia, I have 11 years of memories. I have my precious family and Christmas and Thanksgiving and friends coming over. I have prayer meetings in my house. Those memories of those prayer meetings. Woo! Jesus! That'll move you to tears. But those memories do not determine the value. The only thing that determines the value for that house is the price that someone was willing to pay. So I think we put it on the market for 251000 and someone was willing to pay 242000 So although I thought it was worth 250000 the actual value of that house is what someone else is willing to pay. And that is the truth. That is the revelation. 
The price that was paid to purchase it determines value. That alone. So how do we determine someone, a person's value? The same standard, the same truth, the same revelation. The price that was paid to purchase someone else, that is how you determine value. In the Bible, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 20, the Bible declares that you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. The price we were purchased was with was the very blood of the Son of God, of Jesus the Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus the Christ. The Son of the living God allowed himself to be crucified on a tree, and it was his blood is what purchased us. That is how you determine the value of someone and the value alone is the price that was paid. And the price that was paid is very high. You can't compare the blood of Jesus to money. It is the most precious commodity in the universe. He paid for every person who has ever lived, that is living now or ever will live, for their salvation, for their redemption, for their freedom. That is how you determine someone's value is the price that was paid to purchase them. And the price that was paid was very high. There was a cost by God himself to purchase us. That's how we determine our value. And when this revelation hit me, oh my gosh, I'm the most valuable person on the earth. But so are you. So was every single person that has received Jesus as Lord and Savior. Everyone that's been born again, they are the most precious people on this earth. Their significance cannot be counted in money. Their value is, it can't be measured. That revelation came to me and I'm like, if I only knew when I was growing up in high school, if I only knew when I was in a fraternity in college, my value, I would have surely acted different because my Knowledge of my value determined my behavior, what I believed about myself. And when I was insecure and I didn't know who I was and I was trying to find my identity, I did all kinds of foolishness, going to parties and giving myself away because I didn't understand my own value. How many people give themselves away because they don't understand their value to God? They don't understand the price that was paid. But when the revelation comes, man, that's when the life transformation begins. Jesus, the Son of the living God, gave his life for mine. And so we determine our value by the price that was paid. And if the price that was paid was the most precious commodity in the universe, much higher than gold or silver or platinum or even uranium, that makes the thing that was bought more precious than that. We are the most invaluable things to God. Much more than palaces and houses and cars and businesses and monies. People are invaluable to God. The Bible declares over and over and over that when a per once a person receives Jesus, they become new, brand new. If anyone be in Christ, therefore old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. This value of this new person is immeasurable. It's incalculable. <laughs> it's amazing. 
Peter, the apostle, would even tell us that we are a royal priesthood. Have you ever met someone of nobility, of royal birth, like the king or queen of England or their princes or the duchess? I would imagine that they would act a certain way, that they would walk a certain way. They would talk a different way. Everything about them was different because they understood their nobility. They understood their royalty. But the Bible declares that we are a royal priesthood. What would happen if we understood our own value? That we are actually royalty. That we're actually kings. When Jesus is declared that he is the king of kings, we're the kings that he's king of. Now, he is the first and foremost, and he is above us, but we're still kings. Would our lives change if we understood that we were royalty, that we were kings, that we were priests? What about if we saw other people that way? What if we understood their value? Would we treat them a certain way? I tell you. When somebody does something around me at work that's just really foolish and I go to call them a certain name just out of my flesh and have a moment of weakness in my flesh, the Holy Spirit gets a hold of my mouth and shuts me down because I am i don't have the right to say that about royalty. Who am I to call one of his royal sons and daughters a silly name? No, I've got to be reminded myself of I am royalty. And kings don't think like that. And kings don't act like that. And kings certainly don't speak like that. We are royalty of heaven on earth through sons and daughters, through faith in Jesus. We are the royalty of heaven on earth. We're sons and daughters of the Most High God through faith in Jesus, Galatians 3.26. It is amazing. So I want to conclude this message this way. I want to pray for this revelation over everyone who would listen to this podcast. Father, I ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we would know what is the hope of your calling. Father, I ask that this revelation of our value and our significance would rest upon us in Jesus' name. I pray this podcast has encouraged you. And if it has, please subscribe to our podcast, or you can visit more at the website at www.blacksmithministries.org. God bless.